0: Jesus Christ, dude!
1: I'm drinking everything right. out of a, a coffee tin for camping. We're
2: live. all right. Oh shit! I screwed up. You're all right. I'm not doing it. No, great. it's
0: okay. We'll do it again.
1: Okay.
2: You, you, right. gave me, you gave me no clue. You just went right into it twice.
0: I know. I like that. The last, second one was idiot, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. What do you guys think? What do you guys can do it if you want?
1: I just did it like two times.
2: No, it's it's your thing, man. Yeah, we don't like.
1: Look, Brian, you're our friend. I know you don't have a lot going on for yourself, so go ahead and have this one. We were just talking
2: about all the stuff he had going on. You missed it because you were getting here.
1: You were fucking jerking off in the other room. I wasn't doing either of those things. I was putting bourbon in a tin cup. And that quarterback number (laughs) nineteen.
3: Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw, yeah, 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 Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl.
0: All right, welcome to the 65th episode of Six Bees and One of Those Bees, I'm your host Brian Costco, here at Aquabare Legion Studios with... Freshly drunk from an arthritis fundraiser, Ian Wolf. That's me. Sitting on the couch, not at the arthritis fundraiser, Chris Pullen. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about what sure seems like the exact Browns team that I remember, despite the nine months of not watching any football as they lose to the Eagles. Twelfth season in a row, we've started losing the first game. Yep. And. Yep. Felt right. It well, that's the thing. I actually somebody's talking to me about that. I can't remember who mentioned to me that you know the beginning of the season sets the tone, right? Like all these phrases you always hear about, like good football teams and stuff. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that it does for the Browns too. They just immediately lose and hope is lost after game one.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: So obviously, the big news is that the possibly the RG3 era in Cleveland is now done. <laughs> <laughs> is that correct? Like, seriously?
1: <laughs> yeah, most
0: likely. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute, because I do actually think that's probably the case. Um, but before we get into that whole thing, is there any bright spots for either one of you from this game?
1: Yeah, uh, some primarily that the defense was an absolute shit show. That's pretty right. impressive. Carl uh, Nassib, Masib, how you, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I the guy, Nassib. I, believe Nassib. Flat,
0: Nassib. I believe, last episode we said that he was the type of man that should be operating a gyro stand.
1: Well, we were wrong. He should be sacking quarterbacks and wagging his finger at him. That uh, guy, like I, A little bit like Dikembe, but, you know, white.
0: Yeah, the uh, white to
1: come becombo. Uh yeah, uh, the defense was mostly okay
0: ish compared yes. to last season anyway. They stopped the run. I mean it was still of.
1: like 3.9 yards of carry, which okay, maybe isn't is an improvement.
0: Sure. I mean one of the advantages in being the worst is that some most things are an improvement. But somehow mm. this team still figures out ways to get worse. Than the worst.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Chris, did you have Chris, anything
1: like?
2: Um, I thought uh, Pryor had a couple good catches. He
1: did have a few good catches. He did. That's a big man, Terrell Pryor.
0: I realized, like, there was something about that. Not only did he look, look good in that game, but you mentioned his size, and that was like made me realize. Remember last year, all of our quarterbacks were like, or uh, wide receivers were under five eight. The Hawkins yeah. is 3 foot 10 inches,
1: I believe. Yeah, they should just cut that guy. Like He's
0: not going to be on the next good Browns team in like, I two, mean, are like any? 15 years. Yeah, right. I mean, really, the only one that might be there is Carl Nassib as like the wise old liar. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He'll be like the Clay Matthews Sr. of that team. Prior, though, I did have a – Pretty good game. I think those are probably the two things I would pick. I was trying to think if I had a third bright spot, but I don't know if I do. I still like Hugh Jackson.
1: I, you know what? Like, well, I'll just talk about my game experience real quick. Watching it, like, I I started watching it on tape delay. I was at a a family thing, so we didn't start till later, and I was so excited all day, like it's new Browns, new new regime. And it took about five minutes of the first quarter to be like, oh fuck, this is this is exactly what
0: I didn't yeah. think it would be that to Chris, we were watching the game together. He had to leave around halftime, I think, but we watched the uh, first half together and I was like, this is the same shit.
1: And like, and primarily like the first uh, Eagles drive. And then the first Browns drives so like when, you know, Carson Wentz, the, the guy that could have been just fucking throwing it all over the place. And then the Browns get the ball and it's a three and out. And that not even a fake punt, just a terrible play call. That was bad. That was bad. But then the second quarter was better, and then you start
0: to see that glimmer of hope again. And then there was the safety. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, that was it. You know, they were. It was thirteen, or it was. Um, it was thirteen to ten at the time of the safety.
2: You should explain it the fi- for those who didn't see it, because we just, we were listening to it on AM radio uh, on the way home. AM gold.
0: The. It was just a snap over RG3's head when they were on, like, the what, eight? Something like that, like, deep in their own territory. And he kicked it out of bounds, which is probably the best move. Yeah. It would have been a touchdown had he not done that. But it was already heading. To give our listeners an idea, it was already heading. Him kicking, it was almost just like a formality. I think Uh, it might have already
1: been out of bounds when he kicked it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was a rocket. And who's that, Cameron Irving?
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what happened on the botched fake punt, too. It was a high snap. At least, I mean, Duke Johnson brought it down, but he still lost five yards.
0: Right. And you can't lose five yards on a fake punt. No, you want to – because it's fourth down.
1: Ideally, you go
0: forward. Ideally, you'd get enough
2: yards to continue. Ideally, it's not fourth down.
0: That's true. Yeah, right. I mean, so that's ultimately the thing, right? Game one, and we already are saying the same things. It's just different ways, right? It's the same shit. It's like there's no way you're going to win a game when you're turning the ball over or scoring points on yourself. You know, and they, they seem to love to do both of those things. And the interception was not RG3's fault. I really no, that,
1: that, they made a play. You're, you're going to have that. That was crazy. But I, and, but I mean, and the Eagles don't seem that good, and they handled us. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing I, I saw a lot of people say about Carson Wentz, who had a you know, objectively, a good game statistics-wise,
0: yeah. it was
1: against the Browns' defense. Like chances right, are, which is one thing I, one of yeah, us, he's not going to do that next week. No, probably not. We can't, but, but we have, he, I bet do we, you. Do we have to tell ourselves no. that though, because we traded down and we didn't draft him?
0: Like is that? Well, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that actually before the first break. Here, we will talk about Carson once specifically, just because of that whole situation. But I mentioned. The well, you mentioned the defense. Let's talk about that quick before we talk about RG three. They they look terrible against the pass.
2: Mm hmm. They
0: him, man. He's not what he was.
1: That guy. That's going to be a problem all year long. I feel. And
0: they're giving him so much money. Yeah. And, not that it matters, you know.
1: And Jamar Jamar Taylor, the guy that came over from the Dolphins in the trade. Yeah. Also not good. Uh, Tremont not good. Williams, not very good. Hey, is 72. A couple, of, a
0: 72.
1: couple of the safeties, uh, Ibrahim Campbell, and I believe Derek Kindred was in the game. Some looked okay, but yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's a long, long year. 15 more games. Tur- turns out, I checked. Yeah, just to be
0: sure. Yeah, I was. I was. You know, there's always some doubt. So. One thing that we can probably set up here that I think is going to be kind of a narrative this season is these guys are going to be pretty terrible. Like, <laughs> you think? Right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I think worse than anything we've seen while doing this show even. <sighs> so, but what I think is I, at the same time, at least right now, have way more faith a few years down the road than I have ever had. Like, I sort of feel like the right people are in place, but I think they need more time.
1: I 100% agree. Chris, I'm sure you feel the same.
2: Yeah, uh, you're so damn sure, and you're right. Listen to
1: that. But here's where the problem is, as far as I see it, is, like, you prepare yourself for how bad this team will be, but then you actually have to watch how bad they are. And they're worse. And (laughs) And they're worse than you even thought. It's not fun even a little bit.
0: No, that... (laughs) There was that one, Chris was still at Devil's Kettle watching it, that Chris, when they did the, uh, it was like third and eight, and they threw like a two-yard pass. Remember that? Yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, you know. It was like right away at the beginning of the game, and I was like, this is, like, it's almost hilarious. It's almost harder to keep playing football like that when you have six different coaches. Yeah. And
2: 26 eight, two, quarterbacks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, how is it possible that all of those quarterbacks suck that hard and everything else around them is that terrible that, like, two-yard dump-offs on third and eight happen all the time with this team since 1999?
1: Well, it's like that. I think it was the first drive. It was third and, like, seven or eight, and they ran a, a quarterback sweep
0: with RG3. Yeah. Like,
1: are, you, are you aware of down and distance? Like, are you confused?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I do not know. Pep Hamilton, right? Isn't that our offensive coordinator? He's a uh, girl, Something a man. like that. Name Pep, yeah.
1: He's formerly of
0: Pet Boys, I believe. Oh. Changed his last name to Hamilton after the hit musical. RG3, you mentioned, is hurt. Mm-hmm. fractured a bone in his shoulder, from my understanding. And he's out a minimum of eight games. Mm-hmm. Minimum. I'm stressing that as much as I can. Because I yeah. just in no way feel like that's going to be it. I, and go ahead. I was going to say, and that puts us at week 10, the way it shakes down, because I think they have a bye week there at some point. And they're putting him on um, some sort of IR that he has to be on, miss at least eight games. So it's not a week thing. But. So
1: here's my feeling,
0: is that we've seen the last of Robert Griffith on the field as the Browns quarterback. To be fair, Robert Griffith was never the Browns quarterback, but Robert Griffin the third was. <laughs> <laughs> but I see where you're going. Go ahead.
2: Just
1: to clear it up. Okay, uh, Dick.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we're just trying to run a show here, and you're talking about how Robert Griffith is the Browns quarterback. <laughs> Whoever. To be fair, I'm telling you that I completely understand your mistake, and I did like a year we're going to forget he even played this one game.
1: Uh, Because I mean, McCown's going to come in. McCown's going to get hurt within the next three weeks, I assume.
0: (laughs) There's no way he makes it more than three weeks. And it goes (laughs) back to last episode when I said, "Is there any other team in the NFL, but at the beginning of the season, their fans are like every quarterback that's on this roster, and at least one or two I don't even know about right now are going to play for my team this year?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Objectively, that's funny.
0: Patriots fans were freaking out just because Jimmy Garoppolo was going to have to play four games. And he's probably good. He looked, he looked pretty good. We should trade for him before Brady gets back. Trade Josh Gordon for Jimmy Garoppolo. In a heartbeat.
1: But, man, this team's going to be real bad. Probably for, like, the next really three years. Bad. I'll be 40 before this bounce game is maybe okay.
0: That is actually – I feel like that's a pretty bold statement. I feel like that's a lie, too. I'll probably be dead before then. (laughs) Either way, the Browns will fail you. Yeah, Of course. So we're going to see Josh McCown next week and his Mm -hmm. square jaw. Oh, boy.
1: If this were the 1930s and he was in movies, he'd just be crushing puss.
0: I think he is right now. You think so? No, probably not. Because right
1: now I just think he looks like a dweeb with a nice haircut.
0: Yeah, that'll take you pretty far. That's true. I've never I mean, had a nice haircut. McCown. So, Josh McCown's back. He's 49 years old, right? I believe so, yes. Inj- he's got injury histories. He got hurt last year, right? What happened- the hell happened to him last year? He fucked himself. Uh, up week
1: week one, he had that fucking McCown copter business. <laughs> <laughs> McCown copter? Like,
0: how? Oh my like, god! Yes! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, they knocked him out. How bad Oh, and he was he was out for like five weeks from
1: that. Like how bad Almost. is it that like we're kind like I'm kind of excited that Josh McCown's playing again.
0: It game's <laughs> like, great. I was thinking about that too, I, and I was like, that sucks so hard. So he's like he's right he's bad at football. But I'm kind the of most, excited about He's it. competent. Is he? He's playing Well more so more so than RG three. I mean, like, sure. should we talk about since it only lasted one game? Should we do we have anything to discuss about the RG three era? I mean, we should we
1: should probably eulogize it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ, it's the saddest shit I, in the world. Like, I I, I legitimately feel bad for RG three. Like, <laughs> you know, he was coming here trying to prove something, and like everybody had that hope that maybe maybe this is the RG three of his rookie year. And but turns he out it was and he, that he's fucking made it less. He literally
0: ran full speed
1: into that guy and couldn't get out of the way. Gary Barnage not completing his block after dropping two fucking games oh, early in the game.
0: I know he try to talk about not talk about fantasy too much on here, but I drafted Gary Barnage and what a goose egg that was to watch. I man,
1: I intentionally didn't draft him just because all the Browns receivers were going to be better and also the Browns quarterbacks
0: are horse shit. Yeah, should have thought about that. In related news, Gary Barnage on the trade block. If anyone's <laughs> interested. I'll give you nothing. I'm looking to get – thinking about picking up Josh McCown. Um, no, speaking of other quarterbacks, we're probably definitely going to see Cody Kessler at some point this season, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, we, When's the bye week before that? Yeah. Especially if McCown gets if, hurt, which he will. From what I've read, Cody Kessler, bad. He ran. He got a safety. Ran
2: out of the end zone. Who's Cody Kessler? Just some guy. Oh, it's the some best. fucking
0: dude.
1: They, he was what the a third name. round draft pick out of USC? And even when the Browns drafted him, people
0: were like, "Him? <laughs> what the fuck?" That guy that's That guy at playoffs. Playoff? That guy that's starting in Dallas. Dak Prescott from Mississippi State got drafted after Cody Kessler.
1: Cody Kessler is uh, going to be the man who starts the game at the end of the year when we say, oh, the Browns
0: win sixteen. I think – so, oh, man, how quick are we going to – how many games is Cody Kessler going to start for the Browns this year? If I gave you an over-under of eight, Ian, what would you take?
1: I would take the under, probably, just because he's <laughs> going to get hurt. Somebody he's else get hurt. Is going to have to play.
0: We have a guy from Stanford on the practice squad, and then obviously we have some uh, – what's his name? Austin Davis. Oh, he'll, be he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Brad- he knows the playbook, so he'll be back. What's Brad, Brad Kowski doing? Oh, yeah. Let's get that guy.
1: It's, it's embarrassing, but at the same time, it's, it's – I don't want to say it's what we wanted, but it's what we expected. But, again, it's just yeah. difficult to actually sit through. I thought it'd be entertaining that was my hope. My hope was that it would be bad, but entertainingly bad, but instead it's just bad.
0: it was bad and like sad kind of sad uh Hugh Jackson played quarterback at Pacific. I learned that this this week so maybe he could play uh, sure <laughs> I think i saw them I think I saw the moment on his face where he re- realized that he was coaching the browns, yeah. It was like the second play of the game.
1: I'm pretty sure at one point he put down the play card and picked up
0: his contract and was trying to figure out when he could leave. <laughs> I mean, that's just all you hope for is maybe he can somehow kind of write. I mean, they. I was reading this thing about them just changing the culture and having to kind of it around. And if you really think about, it, like, I know those seem like dumb buzzwords, but like, man, the culture in the round, the Browns just has to be like the worst. Like what a bunch of damage to good that whole situation is. I heard that. Mm. So after Carson Wentz's uh, game-winning performance of the Eagles, do you still make that trade and send that second pick to the Eagles in exchange for an extra first rounder and a bunch of other stuff? Who are you asking?
2: I don't know. Whoever answers first. (laughs) Chris, go. I don't know. I don't think there's anything you can do. It's just all doom from
0: here on out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like he would have got hurt if he was playing for the Browns this game.
1: It's still an incomplete trade at this point. We don't know what that first-round pick of the Eagles is
0: going to be next year. Right. Well, how about – I mean, now the Eagles got another first-rounder because they traded Sam Bradford. That is – oh, God, that's even – At least we didn't do that.
1: But – I mean, you, you can make the argument, yeah, it was against the Browns' defense, which is just awful, but some of those fucking passes were just – they were oh, nice, on, yeah, the, the, especially the touchdown yeah. passes. All
0: right, let's take it over to our man Luke Edwards uh, for the ass and ass eater of the week. I'm still trying to figure out the difference, but what do you, uh, before we go to Luke, Ian, who do you think is the ass eater of the week? we got any predictions? That's the All good right. one, I think. That's the good one? I think so.
1: Uh, oh boy. Carl uh, Nasib. Nasib. Nasib.
0: Okay. Uh, Chris, do you have any guesses on who the ass eater of <laughs> the week is?
2: Are you sure that's the bad one? Uh, Whatever one's a bad it one. It is. I'm pretty sure ass is bad. The rest of the team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody but Carl Nasib. All right.
3: Right. Hi, this is Orange Miner former Browns player, you're listening to 6B's and a P on aquabearlegion.com. Yo, 6B's and a P, this is Luke Edwards bringing you the ass and ass eater of the week, brought to you by Schlitz, Blatt's, Colt 45, all that shit. This is the realest white boy this side of the Mississippi, and I'm going to talk about the Browns in week one versus the Eagles. Now, there was a whole lot more ass-eating going on in this game than there was ass-eating. And I want to start off with our ass-eater of the week, which means the worst job done. So I think I want to give this to Hugh Jackson. Um, Hugh Jackson's play calling was pretty atrocious against a rookie QB. They made us look like, Complete assholes. So the the play that I really want to reference here is the punt with the kicker lined out as a wide receiver. He's kind of on the end of the line. That was a Eric Mangini style play, and it has no. I mean, it just screamed Cleveland Browns. That's. I don't know if that's what he was going for. Just keep on with. keep it on, but that was the worst fucking shit I've ever seen. Carson Wentz, good job. You fucking shredded us. Um, I just read that the Browns fired two trade scouts that preferred Wentz over Goff. I guess those guys are ass eaters as well. Cause Wentz looked pretty good, and you know, hopefully, we'll get a QB someday. Now, the as eater of the week for week one is i'm gonna give it up to terrell Pryor. i know he uh was my As eater of the weekend preseason he is again the As eater he had seven targets over 70 yards he's like a big dude out there and now that barnard just isn't catching the ball we thought he was the next coming of the white boy joe jared business that ain't shit ain't real. Dude's balling out there. And I like that he's got senior on his uh, uniform. So that's why I'm giving him the ass eater of the week. Okay. There's Luke Edwards
0: checking in. Uh, the views of Luke Edwards are not shared by 6Ps in a few. I am
1: pretty excited to say that I got the ass eater of the week correct.
0: Did you? I Yes. We're going to say yes. We're going to say Yes. Um, I bet you did. I bet you did. Unless it's Robert Griffin III or something. You think he's eating ass? He's, probably, he's got that tattoo of his new girl on his arm. Did you guys hear about that? All right. No, that's that that's, seems very good. fast. I am a traditionalist. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still, I believe, married to his lady he was separated to. But all of a sudden, showing up with some girl's name tattooed on her arm, and Bomani Jones on ESPN Radio brought up that that's a bad move. You never want to be doing that anyway, regardless of if you're RG three. Like, when is that panning out? Like, who? I just started dating this girl after me and my wife are splitting up. I'm gonna tattoo her name across my entire forearm.
1: I mean, that's all well and good, but that man's name is Bomani. Mm-hmm. So, so. Not Bomani Wolf.
0: Yeah, I should change my name. We should. Let's work on that. If you got a suggestion for Ian's new name. Send it to us on Twitter at 6B1P, hashtag BomaniWolf.
2: Like
0: this week's episode of 6Bs in a P is brought to you by com. Thanks for hosting us, as always. We got another new podcast called The Western Reserve on there, and maybe some more coming at some point, but you should go listen to that. I host that and play Ohio music, and you can find lots of Ohio music and other stuff on com. Your one source for force. Got you. So, if you're, this is my broad question, and I'll ask Ian first. You are the GM this off season coming up. Okay. What do, you do to try to fix this team? Like, how do you? What's? I, the, would, I mean, in a general sense. I would probably resign the position. <laughs>
1: Immediately, I wouldn't have accepted it. Okay. How would I I don't Let's, well yes. chloroformed. <laughs> I mean, chloroformed. Oh,
0: so I'd be the GM of the Browns. That'd be I fun. would too. You probably fucking a Bank. I know. You get paid, and even if they fire you, they still pay you. I know. And like
1: I have my job I don't want and they pay me, and if I leave it, they won't pay me anymore. I know. That's bullshit. Uh, what would
0: I do to fix We're it? We're paying like three coaches.
1: I think this this current front office is on the right track and which is replace every player on the roster because they're all garbage people, right? And, and well, that's not fair. I'm sure they're fine people, but they're bad they're, at football.
0: They're bad at playing football.
1: Except maybe is it Des Bryant or Armani Bryant? Armani Bryant,
0: whichever I one think Desmond suspended. Bryant. One of them. One of them is hurt and suspended. Yeah, that he's probably not a good person. I mean, is there? I mean, is that it? You just got to keep turning over the rest of the yeah, roster. Yeah. And... I
1: mean, you don't have NFL quality players now, so let's bring in some fresh ones that we don't know aren't yet NFL quality players, and maybe some of them are. That's why they have
0: 1,000 I mean, draft great. picks. Right. That is why they have a 1,000 draft picks. Well, so, I mean, is that what this year then, is that what we need to focus on for this show as well as any of these guys part of the players in the next couple years? I think so. Right? Yeah. Mm. Terrell Pryor. Chris, you were impressed. I think he might be one.
2: Yeah, possibly.
0: And Andrew Hawkins. Has anybody checked to make sure Terrell Pryor is not just Andrew Hawkins standing on some other guy's shoulders? He's <laughs> is,
1: is standing, is standing on Taylor Gabriel's shoulders.
0: Together they make one 11-foot man.
1: What happened? To Taylor Gabriel
0: he? He got his ass cut. Oh, God. He sucks, right? I think we still follow him on Twitter. I was like looking for tweets and like, Taylor Gabriel. I
1: thought he was actually alright for a little wiener of a dude. Yeah? I'm not saying he has a little wiener. Just a little, yeah. He's probably got a big one. He
0: might, might be huge. Even if it's not that big, if he's so tiny, it'll appear a bit larger. Yeah. You
1: know? It's the opposite problem as to what I have.
0: It's
1: micropenis. <laughs> no, you misheard. Okay. Average penis, Macro. big, big, big Macro. bro. Let's <laughs> cut all of that.
0: <laughs> Average penis, big man. <laughs> all
2: right.
0: Okay, so a new segment on the show I want to try to do every couple weeks is I I think one of the things I need to do, all of us need to do is come up with like other stuff to talk about. Because it's going to be tough. Um, Or are we just to leave and abandon this and find new teams or start going to church, whatever else people do on their Sundays. We tried at least one of those bits last year and it did not take. Neither of them worked. This is a new one called Where Are They Now? Ian, can you play the uh, theme music there?
1: Where are they now? I don't know. Let's find out.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: I felt all
0: right. And I felt like, you know, first game of the season, new regime, new beginnings, new quarterback in RG3, our new second quarterback and Josh McCallum. That it? Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Is it Griffin or Griffith? <laughs> I don't know. She, you honestly don't know. No, I don't. I, just, I it's, find it's this, fan, been RG- this is fantastic. Right, that's a good point. No, I'm not knocking you. I do find this fan fascinating, though. Like when Scott Spice had never had an Egg McMuffin, I find right. this just Hold in on. The same that's way. fucked. That's just fucked up. Like not only had he McMuffin. not had one, he just seemed bothered, bothered by the entire concept.
1: Well, much like RG3 and Egg McMuffin is severely overrated,
0: but I can't believe oh, he's never had and one. It, and it usually, is pretty fucked up when you finally get it. All right, new segment:
1: Best fast food breakfast sandwiches. Ooh. All right. Ryan, what's the theme song?
0: When you're waking up in the morning and you need a sandwich the best motherfucking breakfast sandwich
1: is Tim Horton's biscuit sausage egg breakfast sandwich. And yeah, that's it's a pretty not good, because,
0: one. Not pretty even good one. Pretty good one. Number two may
1: surprise you. White castle makes a good breakfast sandwich.
0: I had that shit. I go Dunkin' Donuts croissant breakfast sandwich is solid as fuck though, dude. You put that you know up what? there.
1: I had a bullshit experience at Dunkin' Donuts just this last week and I Really? Yeah, they don't rate
0: fuck with their Chris Sandwich?
1: Well just we we're look, we we're at the Dunkin' Donuts in Jersey City near Journal Square, and we went in, we ordered our sandwiches, and about forty minutes later we got our sandwiches.
0: Damn. That sucks. That's yeah. pretty
1: long. Yeah, so you know what? Fuck a Dunkin' Donut. Now, go on the record. It says, be- says fuck a
0: Dunkin' Donut. I like. I was actually just talking about how fast food breakfast sandwiches. Like, I can never eat fast food again and be fine with that, but not the breakfast sandwiches. That's the.
2: Well, no! That absolutely. I
0: yeah, I agree.
2: 100%. Those are delicious. What about Siemens? Does that count? All oh, those are good. You're wow. right. Siemens has Siemens, a breakfast
0: sandwich. They do. They have it back by the deli every morning, and it's not on the weekends. I think it's just like during the week, they have sausage biscuits, sausage egg and cheese biscuits. They also have trays. Chris, have you had the biscuits and gravy? I have not. Yeah, you can get biscuits and gravy to go and it's awesome. They got a good B&G. And uh, the thing that's great there too is like those sandwiches are like a buck. Yeah. All right. Next time I'm in Athens and it's like
1: Thursday morning and I'm wanting this breakfast sandwich. I'm going to see. We're going to go eat
0: four sausage biscuits together. So,
1: again, though, uh, just to re- just to recap, number one, Tim Hortons. Number two, my opinion, White Castle. If you haven't had it, by all means,
0: do it. They're the best. It's a good croissant sandwich too. I haven't had the croissant. Only the biscuit. I like biscuit. I like both of those things. That might be why I love breakfast sandwiches so you know much. I love both croissants and biscuits.
1: For a minute, Tim Hortons was fucking around with like a cheddar jalapeno biscuit on the breakfast sandwich, but no, nah. uh-huh. just not. Nah. Straight
0: up plain. Yeah, just fucking get that plain old biscuit. Has have you guys had? Um, so I also I like the Burger King croissant as well. Oh uh, yeah, I'll get that croissant. sandwich. I'd put that on in number three at least, and we'll differ on number two. I I go with the Dunkin' Donuts. Chris, what's your favorite uh, fast food breakfast?
2: But, you, but Siemens doesn't count. Right, Siemens, Siemens is does pretty, count.
0: It's like it, another like a drive through. Siemens is fast as fuck. It's already out there. You
2: just But it's so it. it's
1: localized.
0: It, it, it's not Siemens around me.
2: Yeah, let me rephrase didn't it. Ask it's our local there, favorite.
0: There's, there's semen all around me. Bosco Costco has just entered the studio.
2: Do you remember when Burger King had like an elongated breakfast sandwich?
0: Oh man, you guys are making me. I kind of do. I'm, f- I'm feeling that as well.
2: It was like a million calories, but it had. Oh, it was a million day. calories.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Have you guys had any of the Taco Bell breakfast nonsense? No, 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 that sorry. Still
0: seems kind of gross. It does I, I haven't had it either, but it kind of makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah. I've like thought about it a couple times, but I'm like, I can't eat any of that. No. no. Like, there's what that waffle that they just bend and throw like a sausage <laughs> in. <laughs> I mean, that waffle, bend that waffle, kids. Put a, a waffle. waffle, and then they give it to you, and it's no longer bend. You're like, throw some nacho cheese Dorito crunches on it. <laughs> eating, I'm bottoming out as an individual right now. And then like you look and like at the people next to you are like, oh yeah, this is awesome. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> However, the bean and cheese potato-y uh, little burrito thing for a buck on the value menu there is pretty solid. Is it solid? Mm-hmm. I- Until it comes out as a liquid out of your butt.
1: <laughs> I'm usually not at Taco Bell. Before.
0: The only time I remember Taco Bell is usually between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. So what's the fifth – like, we kind of had four breakfast sandwiches. What else do you put in the top
3: five?
2: Oh, uh, Victor's has really good uh, breakfast burritos. What is oh, shit. Is that the taco place in Fairborn? Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Look, number, if, like, if we're fast food, no fast food, whatever, number one breakfast food all time for
0: me is a breakfast burrito. Oh, I love breakfast burritos. So now this is what I'm talking about. Good radio. Let's talk about <laughs> breakfast burritos. That's so much. Like, we here's all the excitement in our voices. You've never heard that when the Browns was the topic.
2: Hey, you know who loves breakfast? Who? RG3. He is a pancake fan.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, sure.
0: He would, Sherry be. Oliver, we just got a text here. Um, she threw in a vote for the pork roll, egg, and cheese, a New Jersey uh, staple. I'm heading there this weekend, so I will eat that probably. Pork roll egg and cheese. I think I've actually had one of those when I was there. You at, at this. the Wawa even.
1: Goddamn. Man, is there a better gas station? Alright, new segment, top five gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> save
0: she- that for next week. Let's save it. We need to save it. <laughs> alright, alright, right, all we got a whole season. We'll talk about our top five favorite gas stations next episode. <laughs> quick. It's We're going to do a quick night. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Bring them back. You don't need to go to broadcast school. All right, play that uh, theme music for Where Are They Now. We're going to do that quick. Play it again. (laughs) Where are they now?
1: I don't know. Let's find out.
0: And today we'll find out where Tim Couch is. It felt appropriate to go back to our first player in the New Browns, the first draft pick of the first year back our quarterback that was supposed to lead. In fact, I read a quote. You guys will love this. I read a quote about Tim Couch that one of the Browns, like, front office guys, when they drafted him, said, he's going to win at least six playoff games, <laughs> which just seemed like the most ridiculously specific and stupid thing I've ever heard, you
1: know? To be fair, they didn't say win.
0: Right. Well, they're not ever. He's only 39 right now, too, which is like how old Tom Brady is, I think. That's how old I am. Same like, couch, drugs, and not in football anymore, really. Well, talk. well no, he's, he's, he was on drugs. He insists he wasn't. <laughs> but he got down, apparently, at one point much later on to like a 2% body fat.
1: Uh, he was and in he a was commercial like, recently, Homeboy's Ripped.
0: Yeah, he is ripped. So the Browns' number one pick in 1999, he was the last and only quarterback for the new Browns to start and finish an entire season. All sixteen. All sixteen games. In uh, 19, in two thousand one, they were seven and nine. The next year, they made the playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me?
2: Two
0: thousand two, he started all those games and led them to like nine and seven, and they were good. And then he broke his leg in the last game oh, of the season. Right, Kelly Kelly Holcomb came in. Oh yeah, a like crazy game in the playoffs. Playoffs? The playoffs. The and he. Remember, They were winning by, like, 20 points, I think, at one point of that game. Yeah, and the, the Steelers, right? The Steelers scored, like, 17 points in four minutes in the fourth quarter and won or some shit.
1: That is, uh, I would go out on
0: the limb and call that some bullshit. Bullshit. So Tim Couch went to Kentucky, and I bring that up because I read here that he split his time at quarterback the first year there with who I believe has the best quarterback name ever. Billy Jack Haskins
2: <laughs> sounds like yeah. a wrestler hey, however Tim Conch- Billy Jack
0: <laughs> Billy Jack we'd love to have you on the show he'll be here he married a playboy playmate so there you go named Heather Kozar no relation that's a weird last name and uh, yeah, it's spelled with the Z here. And just a few quick stats before I tell you what Tim Couch is up to now. Besides, I play It. He's the Browns' all-time leader, all-time leader, in pass completion percentage with fifty-nine point eight percent. He's seventh all-time in touchdown passes, sixty-four. He's third in completions with a thousand twenty-five. And fifth in passing yards with over eleven thousand, and he holds the franchise single game record for pass completions and rookie single season record for passing touchdowns. Fifteen.
1: Not a, one of those stats is not depressing.
0: Oh, they're all depressing. Like fifteen. Okay. So He's the Browns' all time leader in completion percentage fifty nine point eight, which isn't even that high. Does I mean? Tim Couch? Too, is that the number almost doesn't even matter because Tim Couch was our leader all time. Like Otto Graham didn't throw for better completion percentage than Tim Couch. Like Tim Couch, right? Yeah, his last name is a piece of furniture. All
1: right.
0: Now I have another sentence that I dare say might be more depressing. Are you ready? All right, I'm born ready. <laughs> his rookie records... For pass attempts, 399, which isn't a great record. This is like how many times you threw the ball, right? Yeah. Uh, pass completions, 223. Passing yards, 2,447. And QB rating, 73.2. Were broken by Colt McCoy in 2010. Okay, then that's not even the fully depressing part. And Brandon Whedon in
3: 2012.
2: Oh, uh, boy. Baseball, sportsman.
0: Couch, now currently, besides hanging out with the Playboy Playmate and I'm sure having millions of dollars still, is uh, currently working for Fox Sports South as an analyst on the weekly show SEC Gridiron Live. So there you go. Congratulations. Tim Couch. Couch. Setting the tone for 25 shitty quarterbacks. On that (sighs) note, let's take a quick break. We'll be back, uh, Tweet of the Week, and talk about the next couple games, and then we'll send you on your way. You're listening to 6Bs and a P. We know you like to watch. But are you ready to sing? Are you ready to dance? Well, push back the furniture and crank up the volume. Get ready to party, because it's happy hour!
3: Joining us tonight, Playboy Playman of the Year, Heather Kozak.
1: Heather, we're both very excited. Ahmed and I are both excited to listen to you, as well as the rest of you, sing Nine to Five, the Dolly Parton Classic.
2: No, no. Oh, yes. No, Let's do no, it. No, Hit it. Yes. I love this song.
1: I love Dolly Parton. Stumble out of bed. I stumble to the kitchen. Jump and shower when the blood starts
2: pumping. Right out on the streets, the traffic down starts down jumping. Start jumping.
3: But like me on the job from nine, nine to five. Oh yeah, working
2: okay, nine to five—what a way to make a living.
0: Can't get enough. Brian Cosco here with your 65th episode of Six Bs and a P on AquabirrLegion.com. Glad to serve as our sponsor for this week at 2. Go listen to lots of Ohio music. Check out the other podcasts and all sorts of great stuff here on com. Based in Athens, Ohio, since 2004. I got Chris Poland and Ian That's Wolf. Me? Bobani. These guys. Bomani Wolf. If you've got a new name for Ian, he's thinking about changing his name. You can send that to us via email, brian at com. You can also hashtag it. Bomani Wolf Beaumont-y. uh, they could probably, they could probably just come find you too right and talk to you yeah I'm around okay so uh, tweet of the week the- cue up that theme music
1: <clears throat> it's the tweet of the week
0: this week's tweet of the week is from Randall Telfer Is he play for our team yes anybody <laughs> okay wow that's crazy I don't know any of these guys.
2: No, he he, he actually does. I, I had to check, though. He is on the roster.
0: Okay. The active roster? It doesn't uh. matter. We consider the rookie <laughs> squad. Right? I'm waiting for the Instagram photo to load. It it's a video, that.
2: and it's real dumb.
0: Well, it says here at Randall Telfer, and that's T E L F E R from yesterday. This is what Tupac was talking about when he got Thug Life tattooed, And it's a link here to an Instagram uh, video. And, Chris, what, what's going
2: on here? It's just a guy pouring milk into an empty bowl because, you know, he puts the cereal in second.
1: Who does that?
2: I don't know. Th- thug Life.
1: I am. I mean, uh, different strokes, but that's fucked up.
2: I only chose it for the tweet of the week. Because I was impressed by the word tombout. Tombout,
0: yeah.
1: This is what Tupac was tombout when he got thug life tatted. Yeah, I know it works. Yeah, that's a that's a great sentence. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. Randall, tell so Randall,
0: welcome to the Browns.
1: Yeah, so happy to the, the Browns. Presumably, yeah. you're on the team. It
0: was on the told, list,
2: so. man. No, I totally
0: believe. I think there's at least thirty people. I don't. I do not disbelieve you. I have no (laughs) idea who that is. And now we got a couple. He's gonna be. He's gonna win a game for us this year. He's gonna be the guy that wins the one game. You reckon? Sure. All right. Tupac. Do you guys know that a lot of people think Tupac is not not dead?
1: I know that because I'm one of them.
0: Okay, so it was the anniversary of his death recently, and I was reading
1: that people think he's in Cuba. Counterpoint. No, it wasn't. <laughs>
0: we got a couple Bernie Kosar tweets of the week here, too, and our Bernie tweet of the week. You up the theme music there?
1: It, is it different?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think you just say Bernie before it, maybe.
1: It's a Bernie tweet!
0: This is one of my favorites, Chris. You really, Chris Pullen selected these tweets <laughs> this week. On September 11th, never forget, at Bernie Kosar QB says, This this Browns game is tough to handle plus watch. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, just so everyone knows out there, the words capitalized in this tweet are, This Browns game, tough, handle. I think it's all of them. And uh wow. That's just I love that. Handle plus like who the who the hell says things like that? Is it, yeah. He can handle it sometimes, just, but he
1: just couldn't watch it. Sometimes he can't watch it but not. Plus him. watch. For this one.
0: It's unbelievable. Rough. Rough. So rough stuff. So another great one here from Bernie. I hate to sound cocky. C-O-C-K-I-E, but thank you, Big A, for making me look good, bro.
2: I think there might have been a picture of some kid wearing his jersey or something.
0: I mean, ultimately, does that really clear <laughs> anything up there, Chris?
2: <laughs> Maybe that's Big A? Yeah,
0: it could be, but I mean, still. Bro. 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 All right, so those are your tweets of the week. This episode, we're actually recording it on the Thursday night before the Ravens game week two, so I thought it'd be fun instead of previewing next week, since it'll probably already have happened by the time this goes up, I think, right? Um, how about we just guess what we think might have happened?
2: Browns lose.
1: I. Ian? I'm surprised that Josh McCown was able to throw for 1,000 yards in a single game.
0: Yeah. But, but it's going to happen. But the Browns still lost. Yeah, yeah the Browns are definitely going to lose. Oh, God. I hope we don't see Cody Kessler this quick.
2: That's, Maybe we can go through a new quarterback every game. That would be
0: something. That would be something. Yeah, it would be a 0-16. Bad. Tim Couch comes back all ripped and starts <laughs> fucking hucking touchdowns. I'm into that. <laughs> right? Yeah. What about that? What if they lose the first four games, five games, they go through all their quarterbacks, and then Tim Couch comes back and just starts fucking tearing it up?
2: I'm fine with that.
0: Playoffs. Yeah. But it's not going to happen next week, I don't think. So, a couple more games coming up, the next few. We'll be back here in a few weeks, I imagine. Probably, you know, a week or two. Ravens, of course, next week in Cleveland, and then they go on the road for the next two arguably two of our possibly more winnable games, two out of the slate this year. They go to Miami to play the Dolphins, and then they go to play the Washington football racist name team in Washington. And
1: lose every game. Probably. Do you really think they're going to lose every game?
0: I would not be even a little bit surprised. Neither would I, I don't think, but I'm hoping they can pull one out, I guess. Maybe, but I guess high draft pick so we can not develop them and then trade them for a six rounder to new England in two years. That's what I wanted to bring up before we left this episode was I was listening back, you know, to our, our off season review kind of season preview. Our first episode, uh, it was up a few weeks ago of this season and everybody that we brought up that we were still surprised was on the Browns roster got traded did you notice that anybody <laughs> listening to that like we normally like guys i know like it's this is funny some people listen to this it's really fun to hang out and talk about the rounds which is why i think we do this but we accidentally gave like picture perfect analysis <laughs> it's kind really? of incredible because it's like that episode which i think was one of our better ones actually in a little while uh, last week's kind of off season review season preview It's like like a half hour where we don't talk about the Browns at the beginning. And then we start talking about them and out of nowhere just make like five amazingly accurate points (laughs) and then go back to talking about not the Browns again. So we brought up that Justin Gilbert, Marquevious Mingo, and Paul Kruger. We were all surprised here on the Browns and all those guys are gone now.
1: Even a blind chicken, man. We did it.
0: That's right. So we should, I don't know, if we say Johnny Manziel's name three times, maybe he'll come back. God, that would not that be the best. <laughs> it really would. It's, be- not, it's not out of the realm of possibility until the season <laughs> ends. <laughs>
3: well, we'll do,
0: we'll do what we can to just get through, and we'll do that with all of you. If you've got some feedback or you want to talk about how the Browns make you sad, drop me a line, brian at aquabarelegion.com for uh, Chris and Ian for joining me.
2: Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, you can hear Chris on Rockstar Pro. That's right, rockstarpronetwork.com. Work Torkelson. That's a me. Ian, people can hear you uh, doing what? i uh, usually sitting in my room crying softly. Yeah, just put a cup to the wall and get a window into his world. It ain't pretty. I'm on the Western Reserve on off of Go take a listen to that. We'll see you fine folks in a few weeks. Until then, I I guess go browns.
1: Yeah, go browns, why not?
0: Uh, go browns. browns. We did it. Bernie, Bernie. Bum bum. Two park. Burn about. Oh, it's Tom. about. It's the best. Handle plus watch.
3: Super bowl. We gotta go now. Super Bowl.
2: Go round!